Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. And I bet you thought we weren't going to be on tonight, on Memorial Night. It's Prep Sports Weekly here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty here. Steve Willits, we made it. We, we did. We're done with, our, uh, done with our baseball game that we had to do earlier, and now we're ready to go. So we are ready to go on a Monday night live in studio. And today's show is brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Snohomish County PUD, Dave & Buster's, Everett Engineering by Marysville Toyota and by Most Steer Clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission. And who is on the show tonight? Well, we had some choices, right? Some options and some different avenues we could go down. And we should point out that this is the second to last Prep Sports Weekly show of the school year. Yep. So we will do another show next Monday, and then we're off for the summer and come back in early September. So, of course, state championships took place over the weekend. We're going to do, we're going to try to do a, a really big state championship show next week and yep. get some of the uh, the athletes in that actually won state championships over the week. So, doing this from a few different angles in just a moment here. And I don't know if you've heard, but Mark Perry's retiring. I did. Athletic, <laughs> athletic did. director <laughs> at your alma mater, Snohomish yep. High School, after he's been there for 39 years now. So, Mark Perry is stepping down he's retiring and the new athletic director is a name that you and i know fairly well we've uh, gotten to know zach ward in the past from when he was the basketball coach at stanwood and he's broadcasted games with you from the basketball standpoint and now zach is moving over to snohomish to become the new athletic director so in just a moment eventually everybody becomes a panther every <laughs> that's that's what i hear <laughs> i haven't done that yet but i no. We'll get there maybe. I, I root for the Panthers when they're not playing West Coast schools, but we'll see. So anyway, Mark Perry and Zach Ward are going to be on together in just a moment. We're then going to have a second Zach on later on in the show, Zach Harris from the Everett Herald. He was covering the track and field state championships all week. So a lot of local athletes who won state championships at the uh, state tournament. So we'll talk to Zach about that and coverage in general and just some of the things that the Herald's been doing and maybe even ask him, what we can look forward to is I'm sure now they're getting ready for all the spring sports, all conferences, all areas, athletes of the year, that sort of thing. So yep. we'll talk to Zach. And then we will talk to Kyle Peacock. He just seems to win championships this time of year. He's the, he has the Jackson High School uh, softball coach, third state championship for him. And we'll talk about a very interesting game as their game got rained out. They didn't even get to celebrate in your customary way where you get the last out and everybody jumps up and down. Game got uh, called on account of rain after, uh, I think, a 30- or 40-minute delay. So we'll talk to uh, Coach Peacock about that experience and just get his thoughts on his team and what it meant to get that state title. Today's show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz-In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, by Screen Printing Northwest, and by Move Fitness. So this is our exit interview, right? This, uh, for, for one of these two, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if it is for the, the two of them together, then one's in trouble. But, uh, yeah, Mark Perry, again, uh, 30, 39 years at Snohomish High School, retiring. First, uh, Mark, congratulations on a uh, distinguished career over there and all that you've done. Uh, just, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, it's going to be sad and, and to see you go, obviously, from a selfish standpoint. We've loved having you on our show, but I'm, uh, I'm sure you're kind of looking forward to some time off. Uh, thanks, Steve. Yeah, um, been a long time. Uh, had a lot of great memories from Snohomish High School, and uh, time for Zach to take over and uh, continue to, to be able to continue some of the great things we've done at Snohomish High School. So was this something that you had been – 
is this the actual date that you had been looking towards for quite a few years now? Did you at some point kind of set a timeline for yourself? Hey, by the end of 2023, it'll be time to step down and retire. What kind of led to this particular time, this particular year? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. I don't know. 40 years seems to be a good number for, for my career. But uh, it's a matter of getting through things and uh, and figuring out that now's a great time. Uh, my wife's going to continue to work for another year, but uh, we'll we'll figure out what we've got going on. And got four grandchildren down in Boise we'd like to visit and just do some other things. Well, now remind us, you started off in uh, Spokane, correct, for a year? No, I started in Snohomish. In 1983, um, I was here for 12 years, and then I went to Spokane in 1994 uh, for one year. Um, I was a head wrestling coach and a ninth-grade football coach at East Valley High School in Spokane. And on April 1st that year, I got hired back as the head football coach and as a math teacher. And you've been there ever since. You got it. <laughs> what was what was it about Snohomish that made it so special? Why uh, why go back the second time around? I, I, I you know, really it was always the people, uh, the people that I worked with, people in our community, um, just the the people that I've met here in this in this job and in our community have always been special, and uh, that was probably the biggest part of it. So tell us a little bit about some of the highlights of your time there. What, I mean, when you look back now, I'm sure you've started to do that at this point already. I mean, you've gotten to do a lot of things, too. We should point that out, too. You've been in the classroom. You've coached the football team. You've been the athletic director. You can kind of fill me in on where I'm, what I'm missing, too, wrestling, everything else. Talk a little bit about some of your favorite and most fond memories. Well, I think that the, some of the best parts were actually in the classroom. Um, I was a math teacher for 33 years, uh, taught everything from – uh, basic math to AP calculus. I had a lot of great kids in class. Um, that was probably the most fun of, of it all. Um, as a wrestling coach at Snohomish High School, a uh, number of years there, had some great athletes, some great teams, uh, had a lot of fun coaching wrestling. Um, that was my, my sport in college. And then uh, in, the, in the football program, just so many different games and so many big plays and and so many great kids and coaches that I got to work with, and people that I got to meet. Uh, there's just so much there. I don't. I don't even know if I could narrow it down to uh, the best or the or the, the highlights. You know, Zach Ward. This sounds like a pretty good job. <laughs> well, pretty big, pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah. That's for sure. One hundred percent. Well, congratulations. As we bring you on now, too, you are going to be replacing uh, Mr. Mark Perry. So, tell us a little bit about this opportunity for you what was it about the Snohomish job and as we've already pointed out you've been over at Stanwood I think you've been the dean of students most recently yeah. uh, what was it about this particular gig that made you kind of open your eyes and say I want to apply for that and I want to go after it yeah you know it, it's something uh it was super appealing just because that's kind of what I've experienced in my best high school experiences I've had you know going to school at Marysville Pilchuck then spend the last 23 years at Stanwood High School uh I think Snohomish I think, well, hey, right now, I think Snohomish is better than those two options. But you get that feel, and sports is really important in the community. Um, Coach Perry's done a great job of building coaching staffs. Uh, one thing that I really noticed in this whole process was the camaraderie within the coaching staff. Uh, you go to events, and you see coaches from other sports there, um, along with the fans, sitting in the stands and cheering on those teams. And I think uh, more and more, that's something that's very, very rare. You don't see that 
um, a lot. And of course, the tie of the community. I know that Glacier Peaks, also the high school in there, but it does have a little bit of that one high school town feeling to it. Um, I think part of that's the location of the school, and a lot of the a lot of the staff are are people who actually went to high school at Snohomish. So um, there's a lot of things that just make it super appealing, and, and I'm really excited. You know, a lot of times uh, athletic directors are hired because the other guy was <laughs> shown the door, and you have to come in and start fixing things. Not a lot of things to fix, right? There's not a lot to fix, and you know, I I look back. Someone asked me that question um, a couple weeks ago, and I think the phrase was, you know, you always there's certain people that you want to follow, and I seem to have uh, in my coaching career, I didn't really listen to that advice, and now I really didn't listen to that advice now. Where you're following super successful individuals. Um, you just, I'm, my goal is just to continue what he's done, try and bring some things that I've learned uh, in my 23 years at Stanwood, implement some of those. But you're right. I mean, it's not something that needs a lot of change at all. And you just look at how this spring season went with those sports, and uh, they're in good shape. Zach, was this something you always wanted in terms of athletic director? Obviously, you've, you've been in there as a coach, dean of students. You've been in classrooms. When did you decide that, hey, I wouldn't mind an athletic director job, and was it a matter of waiting for the right one to open? 100% it was something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I made the decision two years ago to step away from basketball and, and get my administrative credentials, and so I'm working on that. Um, you know, it, just like the coaching world and, and people, you guys probably experience a lot of the same things. We do what we do because of the people that have impacted our life. And I've worked for great coaches. I've worked for great athletic directors. Um, and I want to be that person now. You know, they showed me so many things. And they really helped develop me into who I am. And I feel like now is a great opportunity to, for me to take what I've learned, and I want to I want to be able to share that with a coaching staff. And um, this is this is one that yeah, I, when this popped up, I thought okay, here, here's your shot. You said you wanted to do it. Let's go. Um, but you know, kind of just speaking like what I talked about earlier with with the draw and why this job versus maybe some other ones. There's no doubt that I think this was at the top of the pile. I'm going to ask both of you the same question. I'll start with coach perry and in fact zach just talked about it talk about some of your coach perry your mentors some of the people that you you learned from as you came along whether they were a head coach in high school or administrators talk about those guys for coach perry well um when i was in the ninth grade i knew i wanted to be a teacher and a coach and my high school wrestling coach a guy named ray miller uh was probably one of my biggest mentors um, at that point in time, um, when I entered Boise State University as a freshman, it was really easy for me to, to register for classes because I knew I wanted to teach math. I knew I wanted to, to coach football and wrestling. And so going through college was really easy for me. I end up as a 22-year-old here at Snohomish. Um, and Ray Johnson, uh, former principal at Snohomish High School, hired me as a as a uh, wrestling coach at one point and then as a head football coach as a math teacher um and and just uh set me up for for some great things at that point in time obviously getting to work with coach uh, dick armstrong uh coach keith keith gilberson senior coach stangvik uh, howard Rains was a mentor of mine as well just some some legends in snohomish just coming in at that time even jim adams uh, basketball coach here. I was a wrestling coach, and uh, Jim Adams was our basketball coach at, the, at that time. But I spent a lot of time sitting talking with Coach Adams about life, philosophy, coaching, teaching, uh, just great people. 
Remind us your high school. Sandpoint High School in North Idaho. There you go. Okay, Zach Ward, how about your your mentors along the way? Yeah, I can uh, – well, I, you know, from the coaching side, growing up, uh, Mike Lowry, obviously at Marysville Pilchuck, big influence on who I am today, um, just everything about who he is as a person. Um, also got a chance to grow up with um, Larry Walker being in my life and then I an opportunity to go play for him, uh, someone who's a coach and an athletic director. When I was in high school, uh, first half of my high school career, uh, Jim Linden was the athletic director at Marysville Pilchuck. And then, unfortunately, he passed away, but then uh, Greg Erickson steps in. So I've got two superstar athletic directors there uh, in my high school experience. I go on, and, and uh, after college at Stanwood, um, Nate DeShane hires me as a, as a, I think Coach Perry said 23 years old. I think I was 23 years old, too, and uh, offered me a volunteer spot. Um, so I've got guys like Nate and, and Brian Hunter, who's the head coach at Glacier Peak now, that that really kind of guided me and helped me in those early years and prepared me for a coaching career. Um, and then working for Tom Wilfong at Stanford High School for the last um, – I was head coach for 14 years. So, um, yeah, I mean, just, just kind of echoing what he said. I mean, a lot of these guys – where there's no – you want to do that. You, know, you I think you get to a certain age, and I think I'm there now, where I really appreciate it in a, in a different level of where now I want to be that person. You know, and uh, I've had an opportunity to coach some great kids and have great uh, kids in, in my life. And I say kids, and they're like 25 and 26 and 28 now. They're still kids to me. They're still kids. Um, they're still kids. I, I agree. But, um, yeah, and, and so those guys just showed me the way, and I just really admired the way they went about their business. And um, I'm hoping that, that I can do the same. Well, for both of you, you're talking about guys that they've named buildings after. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Both yeah. Jim Linden Fieldhouse and the yeah. Keith Gilbertson Sports Center. They're p- p- pretty good um, mentors. I agree. <laughs> Zach, what, um, actually, let me ask this question to Mark Perry. I know Mark wasn't on the hiring committee, but uh, obviously you've known Zach for some time. Now you've gotten to spend some time with him at various events recently. Mark, from your standpoint, what makes Zach qualified for this job? Well, um, his experiences – some of the things that he just said and the people that he's learned from, uh, he's got some great mentors, uh, some great ideas. Zach came into my office, um, I'm going to say, two, two months ago. I can't remember, Zach, exactly when it was. And, and sat with me for a couple of hours one morning, and we just talked about uh, athletic philosophy and and um, how things work and, and changes in, in the athletics over the years. And I knew when he, when he left my office that he was a – he would be a great candidate for the job. Um, these, these last couple of weeks, we stood at the, the uh, left field fence of, of a couple of great softball games and yeah. just chatted about uh, the job and, and uh, those types of things. So there's no doubt in my mind that he'll do a great job for the Panthers. Zach, what's been your biggest takeaway from those conversations? Well, just all the knowledge that he has. And he's so, uh, so open to just, I mean, there's no stupid questions. Right. And so I'm in this total just I want to get gather as much info as possible. And I, I keep firing questions for him. And uh, it's right there. I mean, there's you can tell the, the 40 years of experience is right at the tip of his tongue. But, um, you know, I, I hope he knows that June 30th, that phone's still going to be ringing after <laughs> June 30th. So uh, <laughs> there's no way I could. We got to watch the game, too. There's no way I could get everything out during that softball game. We got to watch some of the game, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Mark Barry, talk a little bit about these last few years when COVID hit. You, you athletic directors really took a shot on that one, didn't you? Oh, man, that was the roughest time of my career. Um, and, and that's true for every athletic director in the state and probably the nation. Um, here in Snohomish, Kevin Judkins at Glacier Peak and I, uh, because we didn't have any athletics going for a while, we became uh, technology experts. We became distribution experts for, for technology and uh, a whole new challenge there. But then we get to go back and start to compete, and now you're battling masks and you're trying to figure out rules for safety and keep kids, kids healthy. And, and every week a new set of rules that come out from the from the uh, from the Capitol building or from somebody else from the WIA and, and you're just like okay let's read through these 23 pages and figure out what they just changed on us again um, it was a rough time but the challenge was was uh, immense but it was still fun to do but just hard because everybody had a different answer for everything that we did. Speaking of fun to do, what does retirement look like? What is uh, what's the plan for Mark Perry moving forward? Well, this is what I told everybody. I think uh, in in uh, right after the Fourth of July, we're going to take a little family vacation over to San Flint, Idaho, and spend some time on Lake Pondere. I'm going to follow up from there and head up to Vancouver Island and go fishing for a week with some family members and friends. And uh, August, I'm not making any plans yet. In uh, September, I hope, hope to do a lot of hunting. I'm an archery hunter and I uh, want to get some uh, hunting in Ben. And then in October, I'll figure out what I'm going to do the rest of my life. What about sporting events? Are we going to see you at any Snohomish events? Or are you going to be somebody who comes and watches? Will you, you will see me. I, will, I, uh, I don't think my truck will let me turn uh, the opposite <laughs> way when I drive past the stadium or by the high school. So, um, oh, yeah, I don't have any problem coming back and, and talking to people and having fun uh, watching the Panthers compete. Very nice. Zach, what does the next couple of weeks look like for you? You still, I would imagine, have to finish up at Stanwood. And yeah. First of all, I can speak to that, too, because we have a Stanwood audience, too. Um, how much have, has that community meant to you, and how much are you going to miss it? Oh, it's, it's, that's where I grew up. I mean, in, the, in my professional career, that's where I, that's where I learned the ropes. Um, it's incredibly hard to leave that place. Uh, it would take a unique opportunity to leave there. Um, I, I had a, to tell the staff. About a week and a half ago, um, a lot of people who were there when I started there, you know, from early on, and that was one of the hardest things I've had to do in a long time. Um, but just uh, a lot of good comments have come back. And, and so, um, yeah, you know, I need to finish up there. I, I need to finish there through June 30th. Um, big thing on the plate right now is graduation uh, two weeks from now. Um, and then things kind of slow down a little bit after that. I'll be uh, making some trips. I've already – spent some afternoons at Snohomish High School. I'll be out there again this week. And then after graduation, um, it's kind of going to be a regular thing. It's going to be finishing the day at Stanwood and probably heading out to Snohomish a couple days a week and just watching practices and meeting with coaches. And one of my goals is to just to touch base with every coach before they leave for the summer. Um, and hopefully I can do that, you know, within that week and a half that we have between graduation and the last day of school kind of nice that you get that opportunity to do so i've got to think that makes the transition that much easier doesn't it yeah i mean uh, yeah just to try and and get that comfort level of uh, a face to a name and um, they can see me and and i can actually get out there and watch some football practices and both basketball teams will be playing um, and practicing and 
And so I'll be able to get out and watch them a lot in the month of June. But I also want to touch base with those other coaches, some of those coaches that don't have things going in the summer. Um, yeah, because when the fall comes, it's go time, right? So I don't want our first interaction to be in the fall like, hi, and introducing. And, and then we can also communicate during the summer. So I think it's I think it's crucial to get out there in this month of June and, like I said, just touch base with all of them and share my contact information and just let them know that they can, they can contact me at any time. Mark, I did have one more question for you before we let you go. You, you've, you've also done a lot at the district level and, and at the state level, for that matter, too. You've been on committees. You've overseen committees. Uh, when you look back now in the last 39 years, especially in your time as an athletic director, what are one or two of the things that you're most proud of in terms of what you've been able to do or maybe not just you personally, but maybe you and a committee of other folks have been able to do that maybe you kind of look back on and say, yeah, I think we left this place better than we, we found it. Oh, man, that's a tough Tough one. Um, I have developed some great relationships, friends in the uh, athletic director world, and uh, it's going to be tough to leave those guys and those gals that, that have been uh, a part of almost everyday conversations. Uh, Kevin Judkins at Glacier Peak and I are on the phone with each other uh, sometimes five and seven times a day uh, answering questions for each other. Uh, hey, what are we? What are you doing about this? What are we doing about that? Uh, those types of things. As far as the district and the and state level stuff, um, I, I've I've been the football commissioner for the league um, since I became an AD, and that has been a great um, piece for me, just because I understand that set of coaches so well. Um, I kind of understand well, what they what they want, what they need, and and uh, get to be their voice in an athletic director's meeting. Um, statewide, I've, I've, I'm a 2A Matt Classic, Matt Classic director uh, for the WIAA, and I'm going to continue to do that role for a little while here, uh, stay connected with, with athletics and, um, and have fun with that one. It's a, it's a great weekend, but it's probably three or four meetings in addition to the, to, uh, the state wrestling tournament time. And, again, just – Fun people to work with. Um, I've enjoyed my time working with the WIA staff, um, but, but more so our Western Conference ADs uh, have been have been a blast. Well, I love the fact that we get to say talk to you later, not goodbye. So it sounds like we're still going to see you around at some of the sporting <laughs> events, and I'm sure we'll see you over at Snohomish High School too. And I, I don't think Zach Ward's going to mind seeing you over there either. So no, 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 <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> that's the great thing about all of this. So, uh, hey, we've we've come to know you both over the years and re- much respect. And, Mark, for all you've accomplished, uh, you've certainly earned a retirement. So enjoy every single moment of it, especially this summer with your family and doing all those things and uh, looking forward to seeing you around in the fall. And Zach, uh, I might be a little biased, but I, I think they made a good hire over there. We've, uh, we've certainly enjoyed your friendship over the years and uh, couldn't be happier for you on a personal level. So congratulations Thanks. on that. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Hey Tom, what was that comment you said sooner or later? What? What are, oh, so everybody becomes a Panther. <laughs> That's right, baby. That's right. There you go. I'll, I'll work on that, and then we can close it out and get four out of four here. That's all. Once a Panther, always a Panther, right? You bet. You betcha. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Mark Perry and Zach Ward right there. I guess, I guess I'm outnumbered on that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, once a hawk, always a hawk. Yeah, there you That's go. True. Okay. Yeah, so I couldn't be happier. I mean, that's and you've got to, from your standpoint, obviously you're involved with some of the things over there. Good to see Zach Ward walking through that door. Obviously, sure. like he mentioned, huge shoes to fill. He's a guy that can fill some shoes.
Very well. Yeah. Very well. It's going to be kind of cool. So here we go. What's next? We're going to talk to uh, Zach Harris from the Everett Herald. I hope he's still going to come on with us. Like I said, the game got pushed a little bit back further. We did text with him earlier. Zach has been a busy guy lately. Oh, Zach yeah. Harris, also Zach Ward. But Zach Harris has been covering everything and anything and was a really busy guy at the uh, the track and field state championship. So we're going to hear from him. We'll do that next. Prep Sports Weekly continues right here on KRKO. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842. If you're not singing along, you're not having enough fun. Try this one from KRKO Everett. That's a specialty of Smoky Point Concrete, and they're looking for some new people who share their vision. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix are hiring CDL drivers and non-drivers to grow the business and continue a proud tradition. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. Growing a team, building a community. Smoky Point Concrete, an equal opportunity employer. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund has been serving the greater Puget Sound area with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality, based on customer satisfaction. Glass by Lund is also a big supporter of the local community and has been a longtime sponsor of West Coast High School sports. So next time you're in need for a window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, tabletop glass, residential or commercial, why not call a place that has glass in their name? For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund is scheduled free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference High School athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. 
The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. Prep Source Weekly continues here on this Monday night. A little late start tonight because of Aquasox baseball. And, and playing early. all your hits, too, apparently, in between in between play, segments. Play. Well, when we're half an hour off, it kind of throws off the whole... Uh, guy, all of a sudden, I looked over you and I thought, Are I hearing Blondie through my uh, my headset? And yeah, we, sure enough. A little snippet of Blondie, but hey. welcome back. That's Steve Willis. We're, we're a variety fun. show tonight. <laughs> we go. got a little bit of everything for you. Steve's making fun of Tom, and now let's make fun of <laughs> Zach, Zach Harris, right? Well, we don't make fun of Zach Harris. No. He, uh, he's done nothing to... That Warren's being made fun of. In fact, he uh, he's he's put in a lot of work over the last week, or for that matter, for the last nine months, from the Everett Herald covering track and field all weekend long. Zach, uh, day off today. You feeling a little, like you got a little rest in? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like uh, kind of the exhaustion maybe kind of set in last night, so it's been <laughs> nice to uh, get a little rest the past couple days. Well, tell us about the last – Well. First of all, let's just kind of go back to the beginning of like district playoffs. How many sports do you think you've covered in the last three or four weeks? Um, you know, you, at least live stuff four, but if you include, you know, just writing, you know, things I've written about as far as features and all that kind of stuff, I think I guess it'd probably be six. So yeah. <laughs> do you, Do you enjoy this time of year? I mean, obviously it's a lot of work, but I mean, you, I, I've got to think being down there, and especially, and we'll get to some of the state championships in a minute. When you see one of our local athletes come away with a title and you see the tears of joy and the coaches and the families and everything, does it kind of make it all worthwhile in some ways? Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, that's one of the one of the best parts of the job. Um, you, know, I didn't, I, you know, I grew up in this area, so, uh, you know, getting to do that here is, 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 is pretty awesome. Um, definitely enjoy that part of it quite a bit. Well, and, and tell us about the weekend. I, I was down in Eugene with the Aqua Sox, so I, I didn't get a chance to watch it up close and personal, but I was certainly watching on social media, following your content and some other people, and it just felt like every time I turned around on Saturday, somebody else from Snohomish County was winning a state championship. It was it was pretty uh, pretty exciting from just even from afar. Tell, talk about the expectations going into the week and what we were projecting from a track and field standpoint, and it sounds like I would I've got to thank it pretty much maybe exceeded expectations. Yeah, no, you know, I would say definitely exceeded expectations. You know, just about everybody that went down there as, uh, you know, a favorite to win the championship did end up winning one. Um, And then on top of that, there were, you know, a few surprise championships down there. Um, You know, I think if you include actually the the state meet over in Yakima for the smaller schools where there was a few uh, champions from Grace Academy, I think, you know, there was, you know, about, you know, double-digit state champions in uh, track and field from Snohomish County um, over the weekend as a whole. Well, talk about some of the, the ones that maybe we weren't projecting based on times or distances. Who, who was maybe the one who, and, and I want to be fair to them, but I also think it's a, it's a great compliment, but who was maybe somebody who we went down there thinking, yeah, maybe they're going to, you know, get a medal of some sort, but maybe we'll win the championship, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're on top of the podium. 
Yeah, you know, there's a sophomore from Stanwood, um, Elias. Um, I think his last name, I think you'd say Caniglia or, or Caniglia. Um, he's a sophomore. He's a guy who, um, you know, if you look at his athletic.net resume, he hadn't hit six foot in the high jump um, throughout the regular season at a meet. Um, and then he hit six feet at um, uh, the West Coast North League Championship, hit like six two at districts. Um, and so he was kind of, you know, peaking at the right time, but you didn't necessarily think he was going to be competing for a title. Um, and lo and behold, he hit six six, uh, a PR by four <laughs> inches, and uh, what? wins the state championship. Heck of a time to do that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was pretty incredible. Did you get a chance to talk to him afterwards? And and was I he did. was he surprised at that? You know, I did get a chance to talk to him. You know, there was so much going on. I, I didn't realize that he had made such a huge um, advancement in his PRs, like over the past real just month, really. Um, so I didn't really get to dig too much um, into that with him. But he just asking him about, you know, hitting the mark he did, he's kind of discredited a little bit to, you know, kind of the adrenaline of the moment and just being pumped up. And he just went out there and, and you know, made, made a really good jump. Talk a little bit about the uh, the Kamiak successes this year. And that's a school I think I once or twice kind of tentatively circled it on my calendar that I wanted to reach out to them and even get over to the school and talk to them. Certainly we'll be trying to get into contact with them this week. But uh, to have the number of af- athletes they did on an individual level have the success that they did, I mean, what an exceptional time to uh, to be a Kamiak Knight right now. Yeah, no, it's, it was certainly a great meet for Kamiak, uh, both on the boys' and girls' side. Um, you know, it started on Friday. Uh, Jaquan Means, he won, um, I believe, the, the 110 uh, Boys Hurdles Championship in 4A, um, a close race. I think he won by four hundredths of a second, and it was a, a 1-2-3 Wesco finish in that. Um, I think it was Stephen Lee Jr., I believe, came in second in that race, um, and David Brown uh, third. Both of them are from, like, Stevens. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Um, and then the following day, um, Kalia Estes won the the 3A or excuse me the 4A girls 300 hurdles uh, another close race she won by one hundredth of a second um, and they had another boy uh, uh, Jaden Chase um, won the 3200 the distance uh, you know the, the long distance race there um, he was a guy who was I think seated about fourth coming in so kind of one of those kind of outside chance guys and, and he ended up pulling it off so. You know, three state championships from Kamiak. Uh, the the boys team finished third as a team. And another thing, you know, I should mention uh, something that I had missed uh, while I was there, but uh, I received uh, some stuff from Jeff Page from Lake Stevens uh, this morning about some state record or some excuse me, Snohomish County records that had gotten broken. And uh, Tiandre Waverly in his prelim run for the 100 uh, ran a 1060 and that's actually the fastest time um, ever in Snohomish County history. Only a junior too. So he could break that next year. Well, he's actually only a sophomore. Um, Oh, that's right. He is a sophomore. It feels like he's been around for a while already. Yeah. Yeah. So he certainly has a bright future there for us, for them. The the three, the one state championships for them were were all seniors. So uh, that's a, It'll be the, the last meets for all that. Definitely. Tell us a little bit about Grant Buckmiller. Uh, that, it's a name that I've seen around. I, I knew he was doing some big things this year. I mean, it sounds sounds like some of the things he's been able to do on the track, and I think even reading one of the comments in your article that Jeff Page had on there, talking about what he's one of the great sprinters we've ever seen in Snohomish County. 
Yeah, no. I mean, we talk about uh, record setting. Uh, he also broke the uh, Snohomish County record in the 400 at the meets. Um, and he was a part of the Lake Stevens 4x4 team, which also broke the Snohomish County record at the meets. Um, and on top of that, he had broken the county record of the 200 earlier this season. So he holds all those. Um, he went out and he won the 400 um, and the 200 uh, state championships in 4A. Um, the 400, I mean, he, you know, really just kind of left the rest of the field in the dust. Like he won by over three seconds, and, you know, that's a, that's a pretty wide margin um, in a one-lap race. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the, the, the anchor leg he ran for their 4 by 4 team, I mean, he was well behind when, when he started, and it took him about 200 meters to catch up, and then he pulled away for the win. Um, and, he, you know, he almost did the same thing for their 4 by one team. They were well behind and he ran up from ran them up from about fifth place to about second in that race so uh it was uh it, when he was on the track you definitely needed to have your eye on him take you take a team from fifth to second in a 100 meter part of the leg of the race that's pretty impressive no but most definitely most definitely uh very very fast guy and he's somebody that you know from talking to jeff gage that you know, he's someone over the past few years that's just made a ton of improvements and has really, uh, you know, put a, put a lot of time into track. And if you look at his PRs over the years, you can see that he's made a considerable uh, considerable gains in a lot of areas. And I saw Jana Williams Williams from uh, Glacier Peak got a victory too, a close race. And doesn't seem like it was that long ago we were talking about her brother on the top of a podium winning a state championship too. Yeah, yeah, she becomes the second of the of the siblings there to win a state championship. Her brother had also won one uh, in 2019. Uh, she won the 100 meters um, and uh, a really close race. She won by one hundredth of a second. Um, and you know, I've been talking to her afterwards. You know, it wasn't necessarily something that she was expecting to do. Obviously, she was super excited about it. Um, the girl that she that she just beat out had actually placed second a, a year ago and it finished a couple spots in front of her and uh was was you know was was the favorite coming in but uh you know Gina just you know got off to a really good start and you know got a little lead and and did enough did uh, just enough to hold on for the win and i know i uh Kellen Langford also want to mention him because i know he he got a top finish there i think that was kind of um, was fair to say that was expected yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he won the 800 race. Uh, he was, I think, I think our first state champion of the day on Saturday, um, and that was a race. Uh, he was the top seed, and you know he came out from the beginning and set the pace. And you know I think there was a point, you know, at the you know at the 400 meter mark where a guy was getting a little close, and then you know next thing you know, Kellen had kind of you know uh, distanced himself out a little more, and and he won for you know a pretty a pretty comfortable win there. So favorite, did you have a favorite moment over the weekend? I mean, maybe it was uh, an interview, a race itself, uh, something you witnessed. What, what was your favorite part about being down there over the weekend? What will you take away from the 2023 experience? Well, I mean, you know, it's, it, we, we just talked about Buck Miller a lot, and it's kind of hard not to, not to bring up him just because, you know, what he did down there was, was pretty incredible. Uh, you know, I think last year, you know, he had a teammate, Trace Hanks, who had a, you know, incredible meet down there. And it was kind of one of those ones where you're like, oh, you know, I'll always remember watching that. And then, you know, Grant kind of outdid him with, with what he did this year. So uh, 
I think that's probably a, a, a pretty easy choice for something that at least that I'm always going to remember from that meet because uh, it was just uh, you know such a such a memorable performance. Definitely. Hey, uh, so what does the next week or two look like for you and the Everett Herald? I know this is kind of that time of year where we start to get into all Wesco, all all area. I'm guessing athlete of the year type of situation. What what are you going to be working on? Yeah, yeah, you know, a little of everything you just said there. Uh, I know we just got the All-West Coast team sent to us, uh, so we'll be working on getting those out sometime this week here. Um, we'll we'll be putting together our, our all-area teams for uh, baseball and softball and boys soccer. You know, the, those will probably be out here in a couple weeks. And then we'll be doing our Athlete of the Year, which is something, you know, probably won't be probably won't be out until late, later in June. But, you know, we'll be – gathering all the nominations from that um, as well as we'll be catching up with a few things from this past weekend that we couldn't uh, that we just didn't uh, quite get a chance to get to because we didn't have enough people um, but uh, so I you know we'll, we'll have you know quite a bit coming here for for the next month well I'm going to go ahead and, and wrap this up by speaking on behalf of a lot of folks in the sports community here in Snohomish County and, and for you and Evan and Nick and anybody else who was back there working tirelessly behind the scenes. You guys did an exceptional job all spring. I know there's – and I, we have to keep reminding everybody, I mean, there's been budget cuts and there aren't as many people covering things these days. And you still make everything relevant. You still get all these athletes and their teams and their coaches and their names out there in front of people and let people know who is doing what and, and kind of giving us a feel for who some of these athletes are. Uh, can't thank you enough for all the, the coverage you've given to the, uh, the community over the last – really the last nine months throughout the school year and even before that. And uh, thank you, and please thank those guys for us as well. And uh, hope we can continue this because it certainly uh, does make for a better sports scene here in our community. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you very much, and thank you to you guys for what you guys do too. I know you guys do a lot of, a lot of great work as well. So, uh, uh, you know, just glad to be out there doing it all with you. I appreciate it, Zach. And uh, Zach Harris, Everett Herald, and you can find his work. Zach, go ahead and give a shout-out to your uh, Twitter handle. I know you put out quite a bit on there. What's the Twitter handle? Yeah, so my Twitter handle is just at Zach Harris, D-A-C-H-E-R-E-T-H. Um, so you can follow me there. You know, you'll want to follow us on on, on Twitter for the for our Prep Sports account um, at Harold Net Preps. Um, you know, you can follow us on our, our Facebook account there, Harold Net Preps as well. Um, and, you know, just check out HeraldNet.com, um, you know, daily for to see kind of everything new that we got coming. It's one of the first things I look at in the mornings, HeraldNet.com, so make sure you, you do check that out. Zach Harris, uh, thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, appreciate it, guys. You bet. There you go. That is Zach Harris from the Everett Herald. Yeah, great coverage all year. I'm just really, really thankful that we're still able to get that, and uh, hopefully we can continue to do so. And like I said, I know it's a, it's a labor of love on some level for those guys, but they do work a lot of hours, and they put in – an enormous amount of time and energy into that, and uh, it's nice to have that conversation. And, again, it's kind of fun this time of year, especially with so much success that track and field had sure, this year. Sure, sure, you bet. And what are we going to – we're wrapping it up. We got one more segment. We're going to talk to Kyle Peacock, the softball coach at Jackson High School who just won their third state championship in the last few years. And we'll do that next. Prep Sports Weekly continues on this Monday night right here on KRKO. I know it's hard to believe how expensive food has become. Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that your neighborhood grocer doesn't want you to know. It's the Buzz In All Day Breakfast. Choose any piping hot cast iron breakfast skillet, the corned beef, tsunami, or Philly cheesesteak. A great deal on a great meal, $14.99. There's 12 locations, so get in the car and head to the Buzz In Steakhouse, where you get a lot for a little. And use that money you saved to do other things. 
Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you, and pretty soon you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering, machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people, keeps the Puget Sound area growing, and now we're growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities and benefits at everettengineering.com. Equal opportunity employer. Again, everettengineering.com. Enter the great indoors at David Buster's, now open in Linwood at the Alderwood Mall. Sports fans, grab your friends and family and watch the NFL, UFC, WWE, and more on their 40-foot wow wall. David Buster's, watch where winners watch. And gamers will love the classics like Papa Shot and Skee-Ball and also their hot new games like Top Gun Maverick and core games like Star Trek. Add more ding-ding-ding to your game day with more food and more screen at David Buster's in Linwood and online at davidbusters.com. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of One, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's MarysvilleToyota.com. When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawnmower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eaglestad Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eaglestad. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw, or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated. Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. At Move Fitness, our gyms are designed to keep you moving. From our energetic and fun classes to our motivated trainers and our state-of-the-art equipment. Don't miss our massive cardio floor with every possible option and no waiting. There's a reason we've been voted best gym year after year. But our top priority as we come to work every day is you. Giving you the cleanest facilities, the most dedicated team in fitness, and the best overall gym experience. So isn't it time to join the movement? To learn more and to get a free 7-day trial, go to MoveFitness.com. That's M-U-V-Fitness.com. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. Nice to see state champions, isn't it? Yeah, nice to see uh, Jackson hoisting another state title here in softball. They did it, what, two years in a row right before COVID. They did it again. Kyle Peacock, the coach for the Jackson Timberwolves, joining us right now. Coach, congratulations. We were wondering if we may not be uh, hearing from you again at some point this season. We know you've been ranked number one in the state most of the year, and here we are. So uh, how does it feel the third time around? 
<laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, it's, you're speechless and just so proud of these kids and, and this softball community. Just really amazing. Well, and I want to find out a little bit about some of the games that you played in this tournament, but we got to skip right ahead to the, the championship game. First of all, all Wesco final, and that gets all of us excited around here. You you look over there, and all of a sudden you're playing a, a Glacier Peak team that it probably feels like you've played about 12 times this year, even though it's fewer than that. But uh, what was that experience like going in? And I've got to think that in some ways that gives you a lot of confidence. You've had some success against them. And then we got to talk about the finish of the game. But first of all, what did it mean to have an all Wesco finals once again? You know, it's uh, it's really crazy. Um, in 2018, we had an All West Go Final against Monroe. In 2019, we had an All West Go Final against Blake Stevens, and and in 2023, we have an All West Go Final against Glacier Peak. Um, I mean, it, it, it was just one of those things that that leaves you speechless. I mean, we know that we have an outstanding softball league, um, and it it you just kind of shake your head. I mean. Glacier Peak did an amazing job. They they had three really tough games to get to the final and um, to face them. Um, I just speak speaks volumes to to softball in Snohomish County. Well, and this final was a little different than the ones you won in eighteen and nineteen in that you didn't get to play a seven inning game. First of all, I didn't even realize you were over in, in Pasco this year, right? So Spokane last year, Pasco this year, uh, eighty degree weather most of the day, and then all of a sudden here comes a thunderstorm and. Things got a little bit rough there, so take us through that. First of all, sixth inning, did you kind of know that there was a thunderstorm kind of moving into the area? Was it talked about the day before? Was it a concern? And and then kind of take it from there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm from Western Washington. I've lived over here my whole life, so I'm not familiar with the, you know the weather patterns. But but um, it didn't seem like it was going to be um, a major issue. I know that weather does come through there on occasion, but. Typically, it, it usually, you know, 5, 10, 20 minutes doesn't last very long. Um, so this was uh, really unusual. We had hot weather over there for for all day Friday, um, really all day Saturday. Um, you know, we we had we had taken taken a 5 nothing lead in, in the sun, hot weather, and um, it, clouds started rolling in and started getting a few few raindrops, and it, it just um, – it just happened so quickly. It was uh, it was really really crazy. Yeah, so you guys were delayed for what 30, 40 minutes, and then they. I, if I read this correctly, it sounds like initially they were talking about trying to finish the game at nine a.m. the next morning on Sunday when everybody's supposed to be out of there on Saturday. Uh, and then I, I, it sounds like the athletic directors, maybe even the coaches, got involved. Talk talk about those conversations because obviously. You got two teams from Snohomish County over in the Tri Cities. You probably didn't have a hotel at that point anymore. You've already played the five innings required to get a full game in. At what point did the conversation go from "see you guys tomorrow morning" to "hey, this is uh, this is Jackson's title. Let's give it to him and get out of here"? Yeah, it, it was really it was really um, crazy. I mean, everything happened so quickly. Uh, both Jackson and Glacier Peak softball teams were in the gym because we had we had thunder and lightning, so that. Uh, initiates an automatic 30-minute delay, and so they sent the teams up there. Um, the unique situation was that uh, the 1A and 4A tournaments were both going on at the same complex, um, and the 4A championship game, obviously between us and, and Glacier Peak, we had already completed five innings, which by National Federation of High School rules is a complete game. 
Um, but the 1A games, both the first and second place game and third and fourth place game, they had not yet completed five innings. So um, the discussions were really about all three of the games, and I think I think um, they kind of got lumped in together, and so it was a little bit confusing uh, because obviously the 1A the 1A games they were not official games by the rule book, so those games had to be suspended. Um, and uh, National Federation of High School Rules for for softball dictate that if weather comes in and you've completed five innings, it's an official game. And so um, at some point, the, the athletic directors got together and, and um, you know, Adrian Ochoa, who's the athletic director at Richland High School, and he was in charge of the tournament, um, you know, it was, it was gut-wrenching. He had some conversations and um, I don't want to get into details, but of the conversation that I had with Coach Felix from Glacier Peak, um, but I can tell you they were genuine, they were heartfelt, they were respectful, um, and um, I have the utmost respect for the Glacier Peak coaches, and um, it 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 was really it was really powerful. I mean, I'm getting choked up just talking yeah. about it. Well, and I hope you don't mind me. I, I and I don't want to make put you over the top here with tears, but one of my favorite things, and again, we cover high school sports here. This we live in this community. We're Snohomish County people. I think one of my favorite things that I saw all weekend was Glacier Peak and Jackson softball teams posing for a picture together. And it wasn't like there was a line drawn and here's Glacier Peak on one side, here's Jackson. Some of the girls were kind of mixed in with each other there. Um, the, the respect that I could see between those two teams, and I've got to think from some standpoint, maybe the fact that they're both from the same county and what it meant for them to represent Wesco, kind of a cool moment. I mean, was that was that right after the, uh, the storm that that photo was taken? Yeah, it was it was right during that time. Um, the girls didn't know exactly what was going on. The, the coaches and athletic directors were trying to shield them from the decision um, and the discussions. And um, you know, it honestly, um, Stephanie Felix and Sarah Hirsch and Ann Bradley and, and uh, a lot of the coaches in Westco, um, we love each other and we respect each other and we we compete against each other. Uh, but uh, but it. We love this game, and we love these kids, and we love each other, and we support each other. And and so it, it was just a really powerful moment. It was a cool moment. Um, I don't think you're ever going to see something like that again. Uh, but the mutual respect between the players and the coaches was incredible. Uh, definitely. Well, and so now this one's different than the other two championships in that I've got to think if there is kind of a, a negative thing here. Usually when you win a state championship, there's that final out, right? It's either a strikeout or a catch or maybe it's a walk-off hit. Your girls are, have been off the field for 30 or 40 minutes. I'm guessing they're probably in the gym, and you tell them they've just won the state championship. Does it still have the same magnitude at the moment? I mean, obviously, state champion is state champion. They get to take that with them for the rest of their lives, and that banner is going to be in that gym forever. But what was that moment like when they did find out? Did they still get to have kind of that one 20-second, two-minute window, whatever it is, where just that elation of winning the title comes over them still, and for you for that matter too? Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was like I said, it was it was very very unique. I mean, it was it was really different. Um, and at the same time, you're you're you have such respect for your opponent in Glacier Peak, uh, but you're elated at the same time. And so it was kind of mixed emotions, lots of tears, uh, super emotional. Um, you know, these kids had an emotional celebration against Bothell when when they won the district championship. They had an emotional celebration against Rogers when we had a tough game on Friday night. And an emotional celebration in the semifinal game will be Richland. So, you know, they were able to get those moments. Um, obviously, not having that in the title game was was 
different and weird, but but uh, no less powerful, no less meaningful. I mean, for what these kids have done, it was it was just really an awesome feeling. Talk talk about how meaningful it is in terms of. And every year is different, obviously, and especially this one from 18 and 19. All those girls are, have since graduated. What what did it mean for this particular group of girls to get that title? What did it mean for you as their coach to see them get to have that celebration finally? Um, you know, this group, uh, they've shouldered a lot of pressure and, and um, a lot of expectations for two years. They, they Last year, after having two years of COVID, you know, it was all talk of, of three-peat and um, we were really young, um, and we were really close. We, we were in the semifinal game. We were three outs away from being in the state championship game, and, and we had one, one bad inning. Um, and it was, really, it was really tough. And uh, these kids came back. They came back stronger. They came back resilient. They worked on themselves over the offseason. Um, and for them to, to do what they did this year, uh, it, uh, it really just brings me to tears. I'm just so proud of them. For, uh, for everything they've done. Well, and I think one thing that's nice, too, just from, again, following it from afar over the last few days, it, it looks like, I mean, it, you, we see a lot of the same names, obviously. We know about, you know, Sissom and, and Sherwood and, and some of the others, Dean. It, it looked like it was a group effort, too. I noticed every time I was seeing some sort of a highlight on social media where somebody bats in a run or somebody scores a run, it just it felt like everybody was kind of getting involved, too, which is kind of nice, isn't it? Yeah, one of the things that, that this team came to understand is that it takes every single person on your roster. In this case, it was 1 through 17. Um, whether you're a starter or whether you're a supporting player, um, being energetic on the bench, base running, playing defense, whatever it was, it, it didn't matter who it was. And the conversations that these girls had about being a team and stepping up and doing things, um, it was just it was unbelievable. I mean, they... It, it does not matter to them who gets the credit, and it's just a really a testament to the team itself. How did you celebrate? <laughs> um, well, we uh, we celebrated with Miner's Burgers in Yakima. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Love it. Love that, was, it. that was number one, but uh, it was a late night. We got home about one o'clock, so obviously we're you know we're, we're still going to have a banquet to come and and do some celebrating together, but. Uh, um, just, just kind of a lot of real individual, personal moments of uh, individual conversations and hugs and cheers, and and uh, just being real happy for each other. What, what Kyle doesn't realize, Tall Tom, is that you and I yeah. and about four other people have a text thread with each other, and <laughs> anytime anybody gets anywhere near Yakima, Miners oh. Burgers pictures start going up on the uh, the text thread. So, uh, yeah, not a, not a bad way to celebrate, Coach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We had we actually had one. One coach on our coaching staff, Julie Iverson, who had never eaten there before. What? <laughs> so we, yeah, we, we couldn't believe it, but uh, she she was excited and, and uh, she definitely ate her whole burger. So we were we were happy for Coach Iverson. <laughs> well, now, now Coach Iverson's going to want to go back next year. So are you guys ready to chase this down all over again? No, no pressure, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I would say any any kids are ready for it. It's this group. I mean, they, you know, we we had just two seniors on this year's team, uh, Macy Dean and Simone Williams, and just incredible kids, and just proud, proud and happy for them. But but I know that our group will be ready to go again next year. Well, very cool. Well, hey, again, congratulations. Like you said, that's three state titles since 2018, and one of those years in between, you didn't even get a chance to compete for it. Actually, two of those years, right? So. 
uh, with no no tournaments and whatnot. So uh, for you and the girls to get this done and to hold up that trophy again, what a special moment. So uh, enjoy it again and uh, enjoy some downtime too. You've, you've certainly earned that. Uh, thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate everything you do. Thank you. So Kyle Peacock, once again, a state champion. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, very cool story. So, And we kind of, like I said, you never want to count your uh, your chickens before they hatch, but certainly Jackson was a team we've had our eye on for a while. So, sure. and, and I was there during that semifinal last year in Spokane when they lost Heartbreaker. They were up 3-0 going into the bottom of the seventh. Thought they had it, and four runs on in the, uh, for a team that was giving up like one run a game. It was right. tough. So right. good to see them finally get a chance to hold up that trophy with that same group of girls. And I did want to mention that we did crown some state champions here in downtown Everett at Funco Field. This, yeah, this yeah you did. You were, you were on the PA for the, those games at Funco Field. Eight games in two days. Yeah. How was it for you, by the way? It was very fun. <laughs> very, very fun. Was it a long long couple oh, days? Oh, 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 you cannot imagine. Um, and Eastlake won the uh, 4A state championship in baseball. And Lincoln of Seattle just opened a couple of years ago, and they win a state championship in uh, – 3A baseball. And you, I know you and I have texted about this a little bit, but we haven't really talked that much about it. First time that Funco's hosted state championships in like 15 years, right? Right, almost 20, yeah. So are we thinking that this is, I mean, it sounds like everything went well. Went very is well. there talk about next year already? Great crowds are already talking about hopefully do, be being great. able to do that next year as well. Certainly so. hope so. So, yeah, nice to see them in our backyard and uh, happy that you got to participate in that. Next year, maybe let's have a Wesco team or two in there, too, though. Well, it'd be nice. Let's <laughs> tell you that tonight's show was brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Snohomish County EPUD, Dave & Buster's, the Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, most steer clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission, Move Fitness, Screen Printing Northwest, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Law Office of Russell & Hill, Community Transit, the Buzz In Steakhouse, and Smoky Point Concrete. And who was on the show tonight? Tonight we had outgoing Snohomish High School Athletic Director, retiring Mark Perry. And then we had his successor, Zach Ward, who is currently the Dean of Students over at Stanwood, who will become the Athletic Director, I guess, like on June 30th. So the two of them were on together. We then heard from Zach Harris from the Everett Herald. And then finally, Kyle Peacock, the head softball coach for the state champion, Jackson Timberwolf softball team. And we will be back with you next Monday night. Back to our regular time. No Aquasox game during the day, <laughs> so we'll be on at 7 o'clock, the final show of the season. For Steve Willits, I'm Tom Lafferty. That's Prep Sports Weekly. Good night from Everett. KRKO Everett. K237GN AM 1380 and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. K-I-K-O.
Hollywood Nights. K-R-K-R.